0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton here today with Joe Cook, InsideTexas.com beat reporter. Uh, he was on hand today at DKR uh, to uh, meet with uh, head coach Steve Sarkeesian uh, at the press conference, was able to ask a couple of questions uh, of uh, the coach as well. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Um, initial thoughts on on what uh, Steve Sarkeesian had to say.
1: Yeah, it, he wasn't as a firm or stern or strong or whatever you want to put it uh, today as he was in, in past weeks. And, you know, that makes sense. He was riding high off a pretty great showing against Alabama, two wins over ULM and UTSA. But uh, I don't want to say he was I, – I, I don't know the exact word, but he wasn't as uh, – uh, didn't come with the same gusto as he had in, in previous weeks. And that makes sense. His team lost a game that they were – uh, pick to win that they led 3417 at one point and uh or something like that 3117 and uh you know he he didn't have the same confidence and it makes sense and he you know one thing i credit steve sarkeesian on is being pretty forthright with with answering questions and I think he was that again today and uh but sometimes being that forthright reveals some some interesting problems and I think we've uh locked in on a couple both on offense and defense. Yeah, we're going to talk about that
0: now. But you know, one of the things he also hit on was you know the fact that he still thinks his team is better, but there's a process to that versus getting the results you want. Uh, explain what he was talking about in that reg- regard: process versus results.
1: Yeah, that that's that was my big takeaway, and I think there's a there's an extremely large contingent of the fan base, and and they're fully well within their right to say. Texas is two and two. What's changed? We just lost on the road again in a Big Twelve game. What's changed? And yeah, hundred percent true. They're two and two. They lost on the road again. They blew another halftime lead. But something you and I were just talking about is that this team it it is better. Like, and if they play a team like let's say I don't know a Power Five lower rung team. So I'll throw this out there, like a, a Virginia or a you know Georgia Tech. They play that as their team. They're they're probably sitting at three and one and maybe four and zero with confidence. They didn't obviously, uh, and now they're two and two. But I think in looking at how they played against Bama, looking how they played against UTSA, looking how they played in the first half against Texas Tech, you can tell that this team has improved in certain areas. The defense still has a, a, a significant amount of issues. It's better. The offense still has a significant amount of issues. It's still better. The process to get them better, I think, has been successful, but this is a results oriented business. And that's the main thing at the end of the day and what fans care about most, what the administrators care about most, players, coaches alike, you know, everybody. Um, So, what we're seeing now, I feel like, is a process that's definitely improved, but now we're still wondering where are the results? Where, when are they going to finally show up? Because you can have an improved process. Does that mean it's the best process? Well, we're, we're still kind of waiting to see. And we may not know that until West Virginia uh, and, and then even OU after that. That's going to tell us a lot. But I think that, you know, you and I both kind of agreed on this that the team is better. They, they play better, uh, even with Hudson Card at quarterback and, you know, freshman on the offensive line and, you know, a similar cast of characters on defense. They've played better, but those results aren't there. And most people, rightfully so, care about the results, and uh, it's it's that type of business. And they haven't gotten them still under Steve Sarkeesian, which is why you see a lot of fans' patience being very tested with Sarkeesian and running out on defense. Because you know, there's a lot of people you can put 100 plays on. Uh, you can it's a complimentary game. Uh, any defense is going to be worn out by 100 plays. But how did you get to that point? All less to say that patience on, on for Pete Kwiatkowski is probably a lot less than it is for Steve Sarkeesian right now.
0: Let, let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned the need to, to play better uh, and to improve results uh, alongside the process of, of getting better overall. One of the things that Steve Sarkeesian mentioned today was the need to sync up the defensive front uh, and the pressure calls with the back end and what they're doing simultaneously uh, on the back end. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, explain what he meant by that, uh, first of all. Second of all, it sounded to me something like what I talked with Brian Irwin today earlier on the Lunch with the Coach video, in that Brian wants to get a little tighter across the board when when you're in obvious down-and-distance situations uh, to make it more difficult on the quarterback instead of just hitting stationary receivers Did that sound like what Steve Sarkeesian was trying to talk about uh, during today's press conference?
1: I, I kind of think so. Um, remember, let's think about how the staff is made up. You got Pete Kwitkowski, uh, defensive coordinator, and an edge edge rusher, defensive end coach by trade. Uh, the defensive passing game coordinator is Terry Joseph. Uh, you know, who he he, he comes in, he runs PK stuff, but he also has things that he's very proficient in. Um, and it's it's on those two to say, hey, if our blitzes are doing this, then our coverage needs to do this. Um, and whatever it is, whether it's in the moment or in Monday through Friday, they they haven't been the right level of in sync. So um, I'm, I'm with Coach Irwin. I think that uh, if you're going to uh, put some pressure on a quarterback, don't give them very easy windows to throw into. And again, that's not a It's not an easy ask. You know, when you bring five, you're letting six or if you bring six. You know, letting five sit back. Maybe they're running four downfield. That's a lot of one-on-one situations they have to win. And you hope that they can win at Texas. But still, there are good schemes in the Big 12. Zach Kittley's a good schemer. Um, and if there are open windows, easy open windows, and that pressure doesn't get there in time, then, you know, you got problems. So I'm with him. I think that there, there has to be some, some tire coverage. I mean, Steve Sarkisian wanted that before the season started. He talked about how much he really wanted to have them play stickier in pass coverage and uh that that may be you know maybe they need to re-emphasize that uh going forward um so and and, you know this is kind of some stuff that we saw last year that even with you know a a, a, at least a decently called front if the back doesn't match it then you know there's going to be problems that the back has to answer for the defensive secondary and sometimes they just weren't able to do that against uh uh Texas Tech on Saturday
0: um I gotta ask you this uh Texas versus Texas Tech on fourth down Ian Boyd of Inside Texas wrote a tremendous article with graphic explanation today of each of the fourth downs he broke it down with video uh for one dollar for one month at uh, Inside Texas it's a special that we run for new members only but Joe get to what Sark said about their success on fourth down and on third down even Uh, for texas tech uh, over the weekend
1: you know if you go into that game like it sounds like joey mcguire did or at some point made the adjustment like said hey we're going for it you're and i think this is something that he echoed post game and maybe he reset it again on on monday you're you're third down second down if you got third and eight you're like okay let me make it fourth and two that changes how you know and again that's something that needs adjusting to but if that's the way they're going to operate, then then it it does help the offense a lot to be able to say, hey, you know, don't worry about picking up all eight of these. Go ahead and get fourth and two. And something I'm, I'm sure Ian, I haven't quite looked through it yet, but I'm sure Ian mentioned and I know he's mentioned to us is, you know, Donovan Smith is 6'5", 230, and you can just fall forward. You got three yards right there. So that, that helps a lot. And that's one of the ways that they converted and even scored a touchdown. So... um a lot of it, you know, I'll go back to, to tired legs. Um, you know that that made a difference. If you're uh, going for it on fourth down, it's because you think you can keep the plays going and keep going and make them even more tired. They were able to execute that. Uh, there were some times when Donovan Smith was kind of held in the grasp, but he got out of it. Um, you know, they were they were this close, but again, they were this close, so they they weren't able to do that. I don't know if that's a blueprint going forward because, you know, I don't know if other teams have a a player who's in the mold of Donovan Smith. Just thinking about the next three opponents. I mean, that's not what JT Daniels is. That's definitely not what Dylan Gabriel is. And I don't think that's what Hunter Deckers is. So I need to watch a little bit more of them. Not what, you know, keep going there. Not what Spencer Sanders is. Not really what Adrian Martinez is, though he can use his legs. I guess the closest thing would be Jalen Daniels, and that's not what he's like either. It's a different type of running quarterback. So they may not face this again. I don't know if that's going to be a sustainable thing for other opponents to use, that quarterback run game or the threat of the quarterback run game. Um, but a lot of it had to do with just you know not being able to get a guy down and, and the way the offense was coordinated thinking – Hey, we have. If you're on second and eight, it's like okay, we got second down, third down, fourth down to get eight yards. That's that's doable for most offensive coordinators, especially when you emphasize short passing. Like I don't think aside from those deep passes, uh, the one on the on the offside and interference play, I don't think there were very many explosive plays. Maybe like one or two for Tech, but they knew they could just dink and dunk down the field. Got there, and then conversely with Texas, you know they they decided the wildcat was the way to go, and. Sarkeesian mentioned today that he thinks you know they're they run diverse personnel and, and formations out of that. And I, I agree with that. I think they'll they'll run that out of you know whatever looks it is multiple tight ends, one tight end, multiple backs, something like that. But until they add a, a pass wrinkle or some other wrinkle, it's it's kind of basic right now. And and that's one of the risks you take with, with the Wildcat that it can remain that basic and that, you know, it's either handoff or, or read and, you know, until the threat of the pass is there, it's not going to be there. Uh, you know, teams aren't going to really respect it. So I'm kind of just thinking, you know, maybe sometimes I need to go conventional offense on third and fourth down instead of with the Wildcat. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Roshan's very adept at that and that the lack of Quinn Ewers is, is a part of that, but it, it didn't seem extremely creative and I think that's what uh Texas Tech was able to key in on multiple times. And it just speaks to, you know, if you want to go into this, the the interior of the offensive line, uh Hayden Connor, Jake Majors and, and Cole Hudson, they haven't been very, you know, impactful in the run blocking. I feel like. I I feel like they've been pretty darn good pass blocking, which you'd think would be backwards. Uh, but run blocking, they they it's been Bijan and Roshan have worked for every single yard they've had to get. They're not the the problem with the
0: offensive line, and you can say it across the board. It, they're not moving people. Christian Jones, notwithstanding, he's had a good good year run blocking, more so even than pass blocking, in my my, my opinion. Everybody else is pass blocking better um, than they are run blocking. The tech, Texas got almost no movement, uh, you know, against uh, Texas Tech, and that's one of the reasons why uh, most Texas fans, I think, are disappointed in the play calling from Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, on in the second half, he seemed determined to get the uh, run game going, uh, but he couldn't get it, he couldn't get it going because, you know, Texas Tech was living in the backfield and, uh, stopping it for one and two yard gains. Uh, Texas Tech, however, had the same problem. Texas was stopping the Texas Tech run. And what Texas Tech was able to do is still move the ball down the field with the short pass. And so at what point does Texas, uh, need to take a, 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 uh, a, 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 uh hint from someone else's playbook i guess uh to move the ball because texas did have three uh unproductive or actually four unproductive drives in the second half only scoring 10 points uh whereas uh texas tech was had successful drives on four out of six uh possessions in the second half you know that that ultimately ended up being the ball game along with uh, Ro- uh fumble in overtime Uh, and the uh, number of plays uh, Texas had to play uh, on defense compared to what they ran on offense. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Uh, Joe, I want to ask you one more question about um, about something here as it relates to uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, all season long, he's been kind of coy about the quarterbacks. Um, again today, he was non-committal, but he sounded a little bit different. Than what he said about the QBs.
1: Yeah. Um, again, you know, one of the things he's been going back to is that they all practice, and you know that, that's true. They they did all practice. Um, he he brought. I, I know he brought Quinn Ewers out to Lubbock, and I don't think you know with. And he even mentioned this with the seventy that you have. Uh, you try to be very mindful of what you're what you're bringing, um, but you know he brought Quinn out there. I think kind of as a part partially to you know make sure that. The, the, the read was still a little muddied for, for Joey McGuire and company. And, you know, just to keep up uh, pretenses that, Hey, he could play. Uh, But we kind of knew it was Hudson Carr today. He said, um, it's still up in the air Uh, again. He reiterated, they all practiced, uh, today. They all practiced last week. And he said, I think he knows more as the week goes on. We're kind of getting to that point to where this is where, you know, the window is, is there for, uh, Quinn Ewers to return, you know, when it was three to four weeks or four to six weeks. I think this is kind of the beginning of that three and, you know, maybe that four. And again, remember, it's his non throwing shoulder. So part of it is re, re- uh, injury risk and, and pain tolerance because his right shoulder is fine. Uh, he threw well in warm-ups. He's starting to take more reps. We reported on this on Inside Texas and the inside scoop, how much he got last week. Um, probably going to be shifting going forward this week. And you know, I, I personally think, I think everybody personally thinks Texas' best chance to win is with Quinn Ewers to really help that offense go. So um, I thought he was about, he's delivered a similar message uh, as he has in, in weeks past. But um, based off what we know on Inside Texas and what we put in the scoop, it, this is the opening of that window. And I think Steve Sarkeesian knows that for him and his team to have their best chances, they need number three on the field.
0: Any, any uh, comments on Xavier Worthy and or Moro Ojomo and their status after being injured? Uh, uh, Worthy uh, in the second half against uh, Texas Tech, Ojomo did not even make the trip to Lubbock, the senior defensive lineman from Katy.
1: Yeah, and he was he was missed uh, pretty badly. Uh, with Ojomo, um, I'm trying to see where in, in my notes where I may have put it, uh, but Ojomo, like you said, missed with, I think, a lower uh, leg injury. Uh, suffered uh, during the week of practice. That's why he didn't make the trip. And then, you know, Xavier Worthy, uh, he was, you know, there in the first half. Uh, there was a long pass play uh, where he, uh, where you know, he limped off the sideline and, and didn't come back. So uh, he said Moro Jomo did practice today, um, something that didn't sound like he was able to do late last week. And he called Xavier Worthy day-to-day. Um, I think that you know that with what we know about day to day means you can kind of get some stuff done, but can't do everything you that, that uh, uh, he'd like for you to be able to do in practice. But uh, I think we all know how important Xavier Worthy is to this offense because as good of a player Jordan Whittington is, he struggled to get separation as a deep threat, and as as good of a player, as much talent as the Hall has you know he wasn't out there for very many series and when when it came down to it and they needed somebody they put Tariq Milton out there um uh, at a, at a certain point so um those guys they it, it didn't seem you know that bad of an injury uh, x-rays were negative for for worthy so I'm real curious what it was and uh, Sarkeesian's always kind of been intentionally coy with injuries unless they're season ending or you know debilitating for a multi week exit uh so he didn't give much, very many details but you know, Moro Jomo. From what we know about him, he's the type of guy that wants to get out there on the field as quickly as possible. And I think the fact that he was able to just even uh, practice today after being held out on Saturday speaks to the progress he's trying to make uh, for this football team.
0: No, that's good. I mean that that's a good that's a good note uh, there. I want to I want to kind of end the um, comments on the press conference and, and show this video, but because Sark did mention one thing. Uh, in the press conference that I want to show. But let Matt, our producer, will you please bring up this video post-game? For those of you that haven't seen this, this is the scene on the field after the game where tech fans spew onto the field. This is Ovi Ogufu getting pushed by a random fan. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's, it's the kind of stuff that frankly shouldn't happen at any place. Uh, much less a conference foe that you've been around for, you know, 50 years, 60, whatever it is that since Tech's been, and Texas has been playing. Uh, yet it happens again and again every single time Tech and Texas Tech, anytime Texas Tech wins uh, in, in uh, Lubbock. Furthermore, the amount of debris that went on the field during the game was ridiculous. Uh, I talked to, to Brian, Coach Brian Irwin about that. Said so they had multiple timeouts where they had to clear debris off the field. Uh, as well. What did Sark have to say about not only this, but the, the, the situation in Lubbock at large?
1: You know, he 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 credited his team to for being composed. He said, uh, and I was there, I, I could kind of tell that, you know, they bring staffers out onto the field, um, but their job isn't to prevent people from going onto the field. It's to try to make a, a path for the visiting team to uh, be able to to get out of there. And I think from looking at that video, Um, that's on, I think that's on, you know, they're not too far from the locker room. I think that's like the 20 to 25, uh, if it's where the ad for Jones ATT stadium is Cody Field, they're not that far. And he's, you know, turned around walking away and it's, yeah, he, he basically said he was, he was happy that the composure, but, um, there's gotta be some measure of safety for guys who, you know, like a gofu probably went out there to shake hands and say good game and is walking back to his locker room. They got to be able to protect players. And uh, like you mentioned with tech, they have a propensity to rush the field. I'm not trying to clutch pearls here because, you know, I know that they have that propensity to rush the field. And sometimes it's kind of cool to, to see that. Um, but there's something that I was always reminded about with hockey is that you go to the game and you see the fights and people like the fights, but the NHL will always say, Hey, it's against the rules. You get a five minute major. You're not supposed to do it. Rushing the field, yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, it's a cool experience. I can kind of understand it. But it's against the rules, and Tech's going to get fined $25,000 by the conference, maybe even uh, more now that this is their second one this year. Um, But even so, uh, it was a, was a, a situation where the intended path that security makes for players to be able to try to go uninhibited uh into the locker room it, it wasn't there um you don't you don't shove a player like uh, yeah if, if so a, let me a, let me interrupt
0: i, I want to talk about this because this this is irritating to me um tech tech's public response was good hey we're gonna try to find this guy hold him uh to the letter of the law etc great response where where were you when a goalpost went right next to Mike McKinney and his family at Texas A&M when they celebrated it. And, you know, where were you when, I'm, I'm glad you got tortillas from stopped being thrown, but what about everything else that gets thrown on the field? Now? Those tortillas, tortillas haven't
1: been stopped yet.
0: I, I know. And, and that's what I'm saying. So it's nice that you're acting uh, magnanimous at this point in time, but give me a break. It's been, it's been decades where, in, in the name of fandom, you've created this idea where it's okay to really get away with this because it looks cool on TV to rush the field. And I, I've got to be honest with you, it's, it is until this happens, you know? And this is why Texas tries to keep people off the field, including students. This is why other people do uh, the same. It's why, um, you know, it's the incumbent upon the host university to keep players safe, Texas Tech time and again, whether it's in this scenario or another, has it done that in Lubbock? I mean, just it, it's just whether it's throwing stuff on the field or uh, you know this kind of stuff whenever they have a big win. I'm not. This is not. You know, you mentioned clutching at pearls. It's not that. Right. I simply want Texas to have or whoever goes there to have a uh, experience that. I don't want it to be a nice experience. I, I want the fans to be raucous and I want it to be a hot house, you know, where uh, everybody's getting mad at, at the other other team. And at the same time, let's, let's get a little more control of, of the fans. Uh, Texas tech is above that. I do like their response as a university. I think that's um, probably first and foremost, but now we need to see action uh, and, and see how that rolls out for them. Uh, all right, uh, Joe, I appreciate your time. Joe cook. Uh, Beat Reporter, InsideTexas.com. $1 for one month on InsideTexas.com right now. Ian Boyd just posted an article not 30 minutes ago uh, talking about all those fourth down conversions that I think is a great read uh, for people that really are into that sort of stuff, breaking down each and every play. All right, for Joe Cook, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been On Texas Football.